You have an, a muscle roller? You know, like a foam roller that just like helps when you're stretching, like just to massage the muscles. It helps break out the fascia and all that shit. Or fi- What are you, fi- like a like a 45-year-old soccer mom? I'm a 40-year-old puss that's training for a marathon. All right. Yeah. Like, what no, color is, is your roller? It's, it's black. Oh, it's black. Okay, so at least you get a butch. Yeah, roller. You yeah, didn't get like butch. a pink or a or a, or no, a teal. No, this thing. This okay. thing's got. Yeah, yeah this thing it's has balls on it. Yeah, a man's old lady roller. Oh, what was the other thing <laughs> I needed? Um, I'm Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel, and this is the Literate Apecast. David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Ape Cast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. Alright, so you did the, I, I saw your picture on, uh, on Facebook of you with the Face app as an old, broken, wrinkly old man. And you did it with your shirt off, so I could see like well, they, they aged your chest too. Yeah, my my old turkey neck. Well, I did it while yeah. I was taking, I was having my morning constitutional. You oh, so you took? I you was took literally the sitting on the shitter while you're taking a shitter. Okay, yeah. so literally that's an sitting old on the man shitter, taking a shit shot. Yeah, and the joke was that this is me taking my morning constitutional, and the guy with my age and a prostate the size of mine. Uh, yeah. I've, I've been here since four a.m. Ha ha ha. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're just happy to have anything come out. But know? that thing, yeah. I mean, that face app thing. Like you did it, I saw Vincent Truman. And I was Everybody like, this did is... it. It's a thousand people did, millions of people did it. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't care about it until I saw you and Vince do it, and I was like, they look really good. Let's see what I do. So you guys got me, you know, sold me. So on I didn't it. see Vince's. I didn't see Vince's yet. Vince's so, looked really like, good, but the I first saw, one no, I, I saw, Matt Ulrich. I saw Matt Ulrich's, and I went, oh wow, that's hysterical. I got to see what this app is. And I took a look at the app, and then we were at. Uh, Dana, here's a lesson. Nothing makes you feel older than being a 53-year-old man and going to a trampoline park <laughs> with your 39-year-old wife. Yeah. Because she she got she she got the uh like a Groupon for this trampoline park here uh-huh. in Vegas. And she's been holding on to it. It's like we gotta go to the trampoline park. We gotta go to the trampoline park. Finally, yesterday or the other day. We we decided okay we're gonna go to the trampoline park and we basically we had an hour and that that was the group one it's like you get to jump on fucking trampolines for an hour yeah well you know she's bouncing around like she's seventeen years old <laughs> throwing balls at little kids but first of all we're the only adults in the whole fucking thing that's actually <laughs> bouncing most of them are just taking care of their kids watching their children bounce which is a lot of kids or they're so or they're, bounce- they're Instagramming about how their children are bouncing exactly yeah and so I'm bouncing for maybe off and on for like thirty minutes and I'm doing the best thing I'm not that most coordinated motherfucker in the world right but I mean like thirty minutes into it my back my old man back went all right motherfucker twinge. Yeah. Twinge. Yep. It's like if you keep this up, you're not going to work tomorrow. And what a lame fucking thing to call in and say, yeah, sorry, I can't come in and manage the casino <laughs> because my back went out because I was at the bouncy bouncy house with the children. It's like, oh man. So that's where I took my picture. I took my picture sitting um, at this trampoline park. So I made the really angry face. Yeah. And then of course then my face looks like, you know, a fucking elephant asshole. Just <laughs> wrinkles and fucking faded flesh and laying in jowls and I'm like, holy fuck. I thought you looked pretty good in, in both pictures. Well, I the the one that cracked me up was I did it to Harry's face. 
So I took a 15 okay. month old. Oh yes, and that I, was funny and shit. He looks like because he doesn't oh. look old. My buddy Billy said it best. He goes, he looks like he's something out of Area 51. Like he looks, yeah, he looks like a fucking creepy monster. Yeah. So it's yeah. not so much an aging. Like it, I mean, it is aging, I guess, but it. It works so much better the older you are. I think the better yeah. job it well, does. because it, it looks more accurate. Dunbar Dix, and I don't know if you know Dunbar, but uh, mm-hmm. I follow his Instagram. And he did himself. And just like Kermitus did it, where he did his old self, and then he took his old self, self and made it older <laughs> yeah. until his face looks like a fucking, like a tree trunk, you know, um, with eyes. One of, the, one of those ints, an int from, uh, you know, Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but... Uh, this is so fucking funny. Oh god! But uh, Dunbar started taking pictures of himself as a little kid <laughs> and aging those, and it's just the creepiest fucking like children of the corn. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Stephen King nightmare I've ever seen. I tried to take it with with Katie, so Katie was like sleeping, and I was cracking up just like going <laughs> through all these pictures. You took a picture of her sleeping and then aged her. Oh, well, you fucker! She was, well, here's the thing: is that she was the way she was sleeping. <laughs> she looked like. She looked like she was dead. Like she, the way she was laying, like she just looked like she was in a coffin. Like just take the body, Photoshop it into a coffin. Perfect. Like that's just. Yeah. So I go to take a picture, and as I'm like creeping over her with my phone, she wakes up or opens her eyes, and she's like, "What?" And I said, "I just I want." She goes, "So you can see what I look like when I'm dead?" I go, "Yeah, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly." So I do, and I age it. It was kind of creepy because she didn't really age at all because she has no. Like she, yeah, has she has flawless no skin. She's flawless. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't really do a good job of it. So she just well, looks that's like. that's what she's going to look like when she's 50 years from now. Yeah. Or it's going to. Yeah. But it's like it, it wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's yeah, just kind of gonna, like, oh, well, that's Dana, just sad. Dana said she wanted to try it. She tried it. But with the caveat, you're not going to post this. Yeah. <laughs> and she looks great. Yeah. Her old lady. uh Hundred year old uh, Dana looks awesome. So, but yeah, like, the, yeah there you the, go. the picture of Harry just I I could not stop laughing at just how weird. I just yeah, it was good so times. So what do you think? Good times. What do you think of the implications? Because you know I've well, read enough now. Yeah. Because there, there, it's a Russian AI company that uses it. They if you look at the you know and nobody looks at it until after they've put it up because nobody's like everybody's like Shit. I want to see what I look like old and then you do it and then somebody posts oh here's the sort of like the the rules of the road here are the the terms of agreement that you did and they own your fucking likeness with no conversation forever like they right. own it. They, yeah. they can do anything they want with it. They can suddenly take my old man picture and like do a slap great it on a billboard. Yep, with a cock right in my mouth, and I couldn't do anything about it. Right. Uh, I. I mean, it's unfortunate that I wouldn't get that you wouldn't get paid for that. Uh, yeah. But I. I mean, look. My first when I was like, oh, it's a Russian app. Oh, all right. That made me a little, you know, questionable. You know, a little. Not nervous about it, but you know, because Russia is all about in our time hacking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my first thought was, well, why the fuck don't they have a Gorbachev filter where you can just slap a gigantic Slavic, splotch uh, on your head? Yeah, that'd be kind I of would fun. Love that I would do that well, the all thing day. Is they, if you really look at the app, they've got the aging, but they've also got change your hair. I did a thing yeah. where, I had, where I had bangs. 
Right. That's not a, a detractive look at all. No. You know, and, and you can make yourself a woman. And like Kermitus did one where, where it was him as an old man and then he made the old man picture a woman. <laughs> this is what he looks like as an old woman, which is just like looking at an old woman who slapped a bunch of makeup on her face. Oh, it's an old man. It is a sad look. It's a sad look. And, I uh, used to I, be very attractive. But I love Kermitus's initial one because it look he looks like fucking Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. He looks like a hobbit. It's made me laugh and laugh and I mean laugh. Yeah. I couldn't stop laughing. So Yeah, I, I mean I I'd like to see I'd like to see the Gorbachev filter. But I did quickly the Gorbachev filter. <laughs> I, I you know, they slap a on your head yeah. and that, you know. But uh I I did delete it. I mean they already have my shit. Okay, but oh, oh, I didn't. I don't give it. At I don't this know. Point, I mean, it's but yeah, I'd be it's flattered if like, somebody used want to use my face as the face of like uh, alt right, knowing not knowing who I am. And it's like here's a here's here's a picture of Don Hall sitting in his fucking sitting at the fucking trampoline park, and underneath is right. a I hate immigrants because that's really what the Russian hackers did is they just kind of inflamed yeah our natural uh, uh, discomfort as a society which is why trump won the election which is why trump is targeting you know the squad of four women of color because if he if he if he gets everybody inflamed that those are the way he's it's it's the same distraction techniques tactics that he used in 2016 and we're so fucking stupid and short-sighted that we don't even see it well let's let's put a pin in that because there's some shit that went down on wednesday yeah, that oh, just proves Christ. how fucking dumb the Democrats are. But let's—I want to just the, the whole privacy thing. Like, I, I don't get nervous about it. I don't get concerned that people are going to hack into my account or steal my identity or like. It's almost like let them. Let's see if they can do a better job of being me than I can. I yeah. But I don't, let them take my shit. They everybody has everything anyway. If you're on Facebook at all, they yeah. Got, every, Come on. I mean, if, even if you're not on Facebook, if you've shopped any place in the United States with a credit card, they know. They know everything they need and to it's know about all, it. Yeah, and it's all like I, I look on. I was reading that uh, that story you sent me about the moon watch, the moon, uh, yeah. the, the Omega moon watch. And I read it on my phone, but then on my computer, and I use Safari mm-hmm. as the, the browser on my phone. Yeah. My computer, I use Chrome, but they're still connected somehow. Oh, yeah. So when I go to Chrome now, if I'm doing anything, I'm seeing Omega ads. Like, they know what we're doing. Yeah. The thing is, I work in a casino. Fuck it. Which is constantly under surveillance. So it's just like I'm just... Right. It's like I work in a casino every day of my life. When When I'm in the Smith's grocery store, I'm basically in my casino. So if I'm the kind of person who's going to steal a lot of shit from the Smith's, Maybe I got something to worry about. Right. Yeah, but I'm not that hide. kind of person. I'm not worried you know about it. I mean, it's like, I, I think if, about that in the casino. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, they, they've got surveillance all the time. Yeah. I don't even think twice about it. And the reason I don't think twice about it is because I'm not the kind you of don't person have anything that's to, try yeah. to pilfer dollars. Right. Except my, that's not my right. jam. And I wouldn't be that stupid to do it, even if I wasn't under surveillance. So all surveillance against us. I had a guy, this is the funniest thing, is the amount of effort. That's what I think is so funny about it. Oh, we're being surveilled. In the casino, it takes three days to get, because of all the properties Stations has, it takes three days just to get a timestamp for a specific moment in a specific property. So this guy comes up, and he's like, yeah, I want my comp cigarettes. 
I've been playing I've been playing for the last two hours, but I didn't put my player's card in. Well, the way you get comp cigarettes, at least at our casino, is you play with your player's card and you get points. Yeah. And then you can redeem those points for free shit, free gas, free booze, free right. cigarettes, whatever. He says, I wasn't using my player's card. And so we can't give him the cigarettes. And That's... he's like, hey, you can boot up surveillance right now. And he's like really like adamant, boot up surveillance right now, and you'll see I've been playing for the last two hours. And I looked at him and I said, and and, and you can see Rose, who's the gift shop, she's just like ready to punch this guy. I said, actually, I said, yes. I said, I think that's a great idea. I said, um, I'm going to call surveillance and we're going to boot that up. It's going to take three days. <laughs> so if you want to come back Sunday, um, if you want to come back Sunday, then then perhaps we can get you a pack of cigarettes. But it is absolutely not going to happen right now. So he just bought his own cigarettes. It's yeah. just like, you dumbass. Is he, did he come back on Sunday? No, this is, uh, he didn't. No, he just I mean, let I'm it sure go. he came back. Well, and also, is, I'm sure he came back fuck you gamble, because, but he didn't come back for cigarettes. Well, that's also fuck you because... In order to get your free cigarettes, you don't just have to play. You have to use your card. You Sorry, have to that's use otherwise. Your fucking card. David Himmel can walk in there without a player's and, card and I, be like, "Well, give me my cigarettes." Well, well I had this. I no, had this it's giant, not how it works. Giant fat guy uh, last week, just huge, wearing a white T-shirt. So it's not like in a casino he's going to be missed, right? Because this guy's got to be four hundred pounds, wearing a gigantic sail. This is a giant white T-shirt. Well, right? white white is slimming. So I so well yeah uh, no no not at all for this guy and he comes up and and he's arguing with one of my cocktail waitresses because she won't give him a free water Be- because Wait, he's what? been playing because he's been playing and you can see on her face she didn't see him playing I mean there's every reason to believe. This fat motherfucker just walked in off the street and said, I'm going to stand over here for five minutes and then I'm going to demand some free water because I need some water because it's fucking hot outside. Just bring him a glass but, of water. Fuck it. But this but this is the thing. is, So she's she's just, I mean, he's yelling at her and she can see she's just kind of getting pissed off. And it's Kim because she's, she's been there for like 20 years. So, she, I mean, she's not like a young, afraid cocktail waitress. She's like, fuck you. She's a monolith. Yeah, she's, she's actually one of the, the the faces on Mount Rushmore. You don't know that, but she is. <laughs> she's that badass. And so she's not giving him the motherfucking water. She's like, "Fuck off," yeah. you know. She didn't say "fuck off." She's Rrr. and so I walk over to see what's going on, and I, I you know I hear what he's got to say. He's like, "Boom, boom, boom!" So pull up surveillance, and you'll fire her. And I said, okay, this everybody just chill out. I said, Kim, go, go, go do your thing. I said, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some water and then you're gonna drink it and you're gonna leave the casino. He goes, but I've been playing. I said, listen, dude, you're this and I just looked at him. I said, you're the size of a Volkswagen. <laughs> if you had been playing for the last hour, everybody would know it. Everybody would know you were sitting at a machine. But I've been walking the floor at least the last two hours, and this is the first time I've seen you. So I'm not going to throw you under the bus. I'm not going to say you weren't playing. I'm going to say it's maybe a little skepticism your way. I said, but all I'm going to say is it's a bottle of water. Here's a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. Drink your water. Hit the bricks. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna come at my if you're gonna come at my cocktail waitress with an attitude, I'm fine. Here, drink your water and then get out of the casino. And 
he did. He drank his water and then huffed his big fat ass out and, <laughs> and left. And she looked at me. She said, why'd you give him the water? I said, honestly, to get him to go away. Yeah. It was water. I mean, if he was asking for $50 of free play, I'd tell him to go stuff it up his fat ass. But but it's the same thing is look at the surveillance. It's like we're surveilled all the time. All the, the time. And the, the player's it, card is all about surveillance. That's another yeah. level of surveillance because no, well, here's where anything you live. Facebook, here's your, any, yeah. any ad you look at, if you look at Amazon, and you and that's what drives me crazy about Facebook. It's like looking at Amazon, it's like, hey – Maybe I want a, a new microwave for our new apartment. Mm-hmm. Let me look at microwaves. And I look at some microwaves on uh, Amazon. I'm not even going to buy them on Amazon. I'm just looking to see what's available, yep. what prices, that kind of stuff. And then, like, the next day, on fucking social media, on Instagram, on fucking Everywhere. Facebook, everything, yep. it's like, hey, microwaves, dumbass microwaves. How did that happen? Algorithms, that's it. And you have We're to, under surveillance. I, I have to be careful with that, too, because I, one Christmas... T- ago i don't know a couple years ago i was you know shopping for stuff for katie and for some reason she had to look like we were doing something on my computer and there are ads on the you know on on the the pages for shit for her and it was like obviously for it wasn't like something benign like a microwave and i'm like oh shit like that's gonna give it away so you have to even be careful there too, because it doesn't give a shit. It's just gonna. It's just. It's just gonna say, "Hey, you, you yeah. have money, and you're looking. So let's see if we can separate your money from you." Jarrett Keene has a, the greatest and weirdest story about surveillance. So he was at home. He's working on his computer, and he's you know he's got the the camera in his computer, which I cover up. When I saw Mark Zuckerberg cover he that he covered his lens, I covered mine. I'm like, I know, I know, but. I'm telling you, if there's if, some if, Russian guy that wants to see me sitting in my fat ass in my underwear and stare at me for five hours, you know, whatever fetish you got, as long as you don't have to touch me. But if Zuck Rock does on. it, I'm doing it. That's if Zuckerberg hides his camera, you're hiding. I mean, look, the, <laughs> that guy knows, right? So, so Jared's sitting there and he he was working at home and he's got his computer open and he takes a break and he walks around the corner and he buys a six pack of Coors Light with cash. Yeah. Comes back home, opens up a can, he's drinking it in front of his computer. Like a half an hour later, he starts seeing ads on the web pages for Coors Light. Oh, Jesus, that's creepy. He can't figure that's out. That's like, creepy, is, man. Here's the thing is that he's like, so he calls me and he's freaking out, not freaking out. You know, he's just like, this is the weirdest fucking thing ever. He does not normally drink Coors Light. So it's not like a thing on the grocery list that they buy with the credit card. He, he was just like, I feel like a Coors Light. Paid for it in cash, did not search Coors Light at any point on his computer ever it, in his life. The computer saw that he had a Coors Light and went, hey, Derek, he I mean, likes that's Coors the Light. the only Let's, explanation. Oh, that is the only so explanation. Creepy. Yeah. So in other words, you and I have now put, and Vincent and Kremitas and Ulrich, all these guys, we've put pictures of ourselves as like 90-year-old men. Yep. Does that mean that we're suddenly going to start getting Amazon prompts for walkers? And, I mean, and, maybe, and but, we've, bags but we've also and, put we've also put ourselves as forty and fifty three year old men, and our our fifteen month old like children. Like they didn't already know it. Like they didn't already. And know. all the it's other like, photos you know, we have on our phone. I mean, they and, have all of it. And, they have all of it anyway. Here, here's the thing with Amazon. So you 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 not only shop at Amazon, but you use Amazon as like for window shopping, just to see what's out there in general. You don't just Google. Yeah. You go right to Amazon. I'm not going to go Google did, Best Buy. Fuck them. Well, 
Did you did you buy anything on Amazon Prime Day? I did not buy anything on Amazon Prime Day, but I didn't not buy anything on Amazon Prime Day because I didn't want to cross a picket line or I wanted to be pro-union. I didn't buy anything on Amazon Prime Day either of the two days because there were there were like two days. Apparently, of Prime Day, right? Yeah. I didn't buy anything because I didn't need anything. So I did need some things. Need? You I mean, bought, I. So you crossed the picket line, dude. <sighs> You did. I don't know that I crossed the picket it was line. A, it I was think... a national strike for workers that are making subpar wages in horrifying conditions. And what you did is you said, you know, I understand that these small Indonesian children are losing fingers making Nike tennis shoes, but God damn it, I got to have those Nike tennis shoes. It's not Colin even... Kaepernick, Nike. Well, first of all, it's not even the Indonesian children that are making the shoes we have to worry about. It's the... The Americans, the American adults working in American facilities, like just a couple yeah. miles from my house. Exactly. The, and so you basically went facilities. over and you just like, you just took your, took your little Jew dick and just slapped them all in Jesus. the face. <laughs> yeah. No. Get, hey, this is the, this is the age, this is the age of uh, hyperbole. So go for it, man. I, I don't know that I crossed the picket line. I think that I <laughs> was on the side of the of the consumer of the consumer before I realized there was a picket line to cross because I had done some shopping I needed a new um, like manicure kit thing because I lost all my pieces and the thing was coming apart you know the fingernails whatever so I bought a new one of those I needed a fo- a, a roller for the muscles you know to work out after runs and I needed you have an, a muscle roller you know like a foam roller that just like helps when you're stretching like just to massage the muscles it helps. Break out the fascia and all that shit. Or fi- what are you fi- like a like a forty five year old soccer mom? I'm a forty year old puss that's training for a marathon. All right. Yeah. Like, what no, color is, is your roller? It's it's black. Oh, it's black. Okay, so at least you get a butch. Yeah. Roller. You yeah, didn't get like a butch. pink or a or a or no, a teal. No, this thing. This okay. thing's got. Yeah, uh, yeah this thing has balls on it. Yeah. A man's old lady roller. Oh, what was the other thing I needed? <laughs> um. <coughs> God, what was the other thing? Ah, hell, I don't even remember. That's how, like, it was need. Thing. Need is a very loose word here. I didn't need yeah. any of these things, clearly. You just wanted some stuff. So I was going to buy them, and I was going to buy them a couple days before, but I was like, oh, wait, it's Prime Day. I'll just wait till they're Prime Day and they're on sale. Prime Day happens. They're in my cart. I buy them. And then I find out that there's this strike thing happening by the fulfillment workers, which yep. there should be because the conditions in there are awful. They oh, yeah. are awful. It's horrifying, yeah. So I felt bad, but I'd already made the purchase before I knew about the strike. Had I known about the strike, I probably would have waited till Prime Day was over at least. Yeah. But I still would have bought from Amazon, which doesn't really help the cause. No, it does not help the cause. And I just, I don't know if if I stop buying from Amazon, is that going to help the cause? Well, here's the thing. And you asked this question, and, and I think it's a great cause, is... is because you asked this, it's like, you know, Ricketts, uh-huh. uh, the guy who owns the Cubs. The Ricketts family, yeah. Yeah, is the, they're, like, they're like one of the top five donors to Donald Trump's campaign, right? Yeah. yeah. His, technically his mother okay. and father. Like, and they're, the family's yeah. separated in some ways. Like, I don't yeah, think yeah, that whatever. the owner the of the money, Cubs, but somehow, yes, Ricketts no, family he, money. He, he, he specifically is a big Trump supporter. The, the main guy, Ricketts. He, Maybe, he, but I don't know that he's writing the checks. Well, if it's coming from the family, it's coming from the family. So the question becomes, <laughs> Fine, yeah. if, 
Yeah. If if you support the Chicago Cubs and you buy a ticket, you got to know or that buy a beer por- or buy or a jersey buy a beer or, or buy a jersey yep. or whatever it is or watch the watch it on TV yep. whatever. Are you supporting? Because you got to know some of that money is going to Donald Trump. Well, yeah, and, I mean, because that's how the Ricketts make their money in well, so, that yeah. many other and ways, so, right? And so my answer, you asked that question, I thought a lot about it, and I went, you know what? All right, so based on the logic, because here's the, the bizarre uh, quasi-religious logic of the most strident left, which is if you voted or support Donald Trump and Donald Trump is a racist piece of shit, <laughs> then by proxy, you are a racist piece of shit. Regardless of what reason you have for supporting Donald Trump, you, because he is a racist piece of shit, you are supporting and are therefore a racist piece of shit. And by that logic, right? Okay. I am saying, if you are a Cubs fan and you own Cubs stuff and you buy Cubs tickets and you watch Cubs on the on television, then you are supporting the Cubs, and the Cubs support Donald Trump, which means you're just as racist, big a piece of shit as Donald Trump is because you're a Cubs fan. See, I get that logic, but I don't think it's completely accurate because the Cubs... I don't Cubs, think it's accurate in the first place, but well, let's go with their logic. But the Cubs and the individual players do not support Donald Trump. It's the Doesn't family matter. that owns them. So it's... Yeah. But the money that you pay to see the team goes toward the Ricketts, who then put their money toward yeah. Donald Trump. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that with something as complicated as this sort of endorsement, something as complicated as this, what you're saying is that the reductive logic probably should be backed off and maybe because it doesn't, you know, any anything that's not reductive doesn't fit on a sign because what you just said is, well, the money supports the players and those players and that there's, you know, and they can also say that the Cubs uh, support a lot of uh, uh, philanthropic and charities, worthy that causes kind of stuff, that, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So none of that, what you just said, fits easily on a three by five placard. You know what right. fits easily on a truck on, on, on a placard is Cubs fans support Trump racist. That fits on a placard, mm-hmm. but anything more complicated and 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 perhaps uh, with some context and nuance, well, that doesn't fit on a placard. So that's useless information. Is that is, am I following you? Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I think that it's – all this stuff is very complicated, right? Like that's the thing. Like I want to support – let's go back to the Amazon thing for a second. Uh, no, fuck it. Let's stay with the Cubs. Okay. So I like I like the Cubs. I'm a big Cub fan. I've, oh, God, I, I bleed red, white, and blue. Cubby, you know. So you're a racist. The Cubby Bear is my church, man. Like I go there every Sunday. Um which means you're you know, a racist. Hell, Billy Williams, former Cubs player, bought my dad's house that my dad grew up in. Bought it from yeah. my grandfather. Like I, my dad has got a 1968 Cubs baseball signed by the entire 68 Cubs team. So you, David, are as guilty as somebody that stood in that North Carolina rally and said, <clears> you know, <throat> make her go home or whatever they said. Leave. She should leave. Whatever the fuck they started chanting about. You're, you're just as guilty. No, because... I don't believe I'm, – I'm, I'm not a racist. I don't like Donald Trump. I just like the Cubs. It's un, it is really unfortunate that the owners 
do support Trump and that the money that I see to bring myself joy and support my habits and my passions, which are the Cubs, uh, goes toward the monster that is Donald Trump and his racist idiot following. But wait a minute. Okay, so but wait a minute. Let's take it another step. So so really what you are is you're just basically, you know, Thomas Jefferson, where you don't support slavery and you support the rights of all free men, but you happen to fuck slaves. Uh, yeah, it's... It, I, I'm. What is it that, that Dr. King said that... Uh, um, God, Are you actually, just, wait a minute. Not setting up for injustice. You as a racist, you're going to quote Martin Luther. You're a white guy Hang on. who supports Trump, and you're going to quote Martin Luther King? Well, I, I, <laughs> Holy shit. No. What is with the balls on you? No. <laughs> no. But I mean, but this is the, this is the, this is the conundrum, right? Yes. What, 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 what is that line that King said that injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere or something and yeah, you know something to that and that if you know if, if you're not doing something to stop injustice then you're part and parcel to creating that injustice or you know like whatever those so is it, well it's the idea that silence equals violence that, is that yeah. if i if i yeah it's the idea which that fits your everything you just said doesn't fit on a fucking uh poster board it's complicated However, silence yeah. silence equal violence fits on a poster board it's perfect and well, basically it says if you choose not to say something about injustice then you are as guilty as the progenitors of that injustice which i think is I, I see the point, but I also think it's so goddamn reductive and so propagandized that it doesn't actually it is. mean anything. Right. It doesn't mean anything. Because by supporting the Cubs, you're supporting the Ricketts, indirectly supporting the Ricketts, which support Trump. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, but... So wait a minute, David. Do you have a car? Yes, let's go there. I have two of them. How about that? You have two cars, and yep. they take gasoline? You're damn right they do. 87 octane. And you put gasoline in those cars mm-hmm. and then drive them? Yep. Sometimes and I without speed. the gasoline, those cars would not ex- would not be useful to you. That is right. Sometimes I use the air conditioning, even with the windows down. Yep. Then you, sir, uh-huh. are a supporter of big oil. Yeah. And I hate, I hate the climate, and I hate this planet. See, and this is my point. Right. So I don't, but this I don't know what to point. do, and I I agree, like I agree with with what you're saying, but like I want to do, I guess we have to pick our battles, right? Like well, I want I, think- I want Amazon. Amazon has Amazon's a fucking amazing company. It has it came in, it disrupted commerce in every almost every single well use the internet to, right. It, it used the internet yeah. to, to like basically destroy malls. And now what is it doing? It's it, it destroyed brick and mortar for the sake of the yeah, argument. And yeah, then malls. now it's building brick and mortar stores. So it wiped everybody out and then it's putting them back in place. It's building yeah, well, upon the ashes of its enemies. And everybody talks about how that's predatory. That is the most American thing. One hundred percent it is. One hundred percent. That's that yep. I mean, if you know, if you want to say that the the essence of America is the infestation of an existing place, destruction of that place, and then rebuilding upon the ashes, you just described Sort of the American dream writ large. You describe New England. Yeah. You, you describe, describe the, the colonies. country. Yeah. You describe the West. You, it, that's, right. You know, good so, or ill, that's what it is. So, so Amazon is just following the, 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 the same prescribed thing that, yeah. that all robber barons have, and which if, is let's and if take Sears, and let's build. If Sears and Circuit City and, <laughs> you know, the litany of others couldn't keep up, couldn't adapt to it, 
that's you know survival of the fittest okay that's that's that but with the worker conditions in the amazon fulfillment centers i would love to be able to go fuck you amazon i'm not supporting this and that would be my stance however i've got books on amazon people buy my books on amazon mm-hmm. i kind of need amazon it's like the facebook thing with me i, I would need just it. get rid of facebook except i've got litter and ape yeah and that's the thing. And my mom wants to see pictures. Like, okay, I'll accept my bargain with the devil for the conveniences that the devil gives me. Right. So, but I, is it a pick and choose thing? Like, I, I'm all for um, saving the planet, but I have two cars and I fill them with gas and I use the air conditioning sometimes with the windows yeah. down. Sure. You know, it's kind of. you drink out of bottled water. Yeah, I, and, and I, I make a point to do that less. And you bought a foam roller, and you bought a foam roller, which is made of plastic. It's plastic, yep. You know, I mean, this is the thing. Yep. At a certain point, there has to be some sort of, and it, it goes to the heart of what I, what I one of the things that I truly um, <clears throat> admire in Dana is her uh, desire to sort of cull things, you know, sort of prune the tree. That as she sees excess in her life, she tries to to kind of cut that stuff out. Yeah, and it's not based on some sort of morality. Uh, I, I mean, sometimes it is, but for the most part, it's not based on a lot of morality. It's based on there's too much shit, and I don't want to be a big consumer of a lot of shit. That's yeah. part of. But what I really admire about that is, and I think that's one of the things when you're making those questions is, okay, how do you support those uh, workers that are striking? Um. And still, basically, enjoy the the convenience of being able to say, I would like, uh, you know, a Dickies pair of pants and I'm going to order them because I don't want to drive to the fucking mall that doesn't exist anymore. Right. How do you do that? You got to, and I think it is exactly that, is that you have to pick and choose. I would argue, and not to shame you because that's not my style, but I would argue that one of the simplest ways to support the the striking workers is to just not buy anything on prime day but i didn't i wasn't aware of it sure i, I wasn't aware of it and you i feel know, bad that would, like like that's the simplest thing you could probably do but there are other it, 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 it's yeah 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 i think i think there's a difference between the the, the argument and i know this is uh, going to be in bug house for chicago's bug house mm-hmm. basically the the efficacy of boycott as a as a, a way to politically move things like and is I it even it, possible now with the well, way I that think everything used, is monopolized and, you know I, well that's the thing is i think it used to be possible i think like the bus boycotts uh, you know in montgomery mm-hmm. that made sense because the bus company that was they boycotted didn't have their fingers in television and in deodorant and all this other shit. Right. They just were bust. You boycott them. That was their one source of income. The problem is with modern boycotting is you can go and say, I'm going to boycott Disney. But Disney owns everything. ABC, not- Marvel. Uh, but they I, also shit, own, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and that's the thing is I'm going to boycott NBC, but NBC owns Kraft Foods, uh-huh. which means I'm also boycotting cheese. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like, I, I, you know, and so that is the difficulty with the way we've globalized our economy is that these companies that we say we're going to boycott 
pretty much own everything you can see. So mm -hmm. the only way you can truly boycott a company is to just go buy an empty refrigerator box and just sit in it. And even then, probably a there somebody's making money off of that fucking refrigerator box and they're probably connected somehow to Amazon. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know how you do it. Yeah, it's I mean you you have to go completely off the grid. You have to go Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, yeah you just got to you just got to go and sit in a fucking cave uh in Montana and hope to Christ everybody leaves you alone and you don't die from exposure or a snake bite. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like um the unfortunate part about being married with children is that you can't, you can no longer just get pissed at your partner and, yeah. and sulk and scream and give the silent treatment because yeah. that affects the children. Exactly. You know, you it's know? more complicated. Like it's, and I guess I'm going back to the thing that it's more complicated than anything you can fit on a fucking sign that you're going to protest with. Because it goes back to the, if we really want to change things in this country's electoral process, we change the gerrymandering laws. But you know what? A sign standing outside in front of a Black Lives Matter thing with a sign that says, you know, gerrymandering is really the problem. And if we can go back and, and you know, it's like, nobody's going to read that sign. First right. of all, it's not sexy. It doesn't inflame our outrage. And uh, so it's a pointless, it's pointless. Well, and here, the inflaming our outrage is pointless as well. If we look at what happened this week in, in, in Congress. So Wednesday, I get a text from Katie um, with a screenshot for PBS NewsHour that a vote about to take place, whether or not to oh, yeah. begin at Trump impeachment proceedings. And she goes, what the fuck? And I'm like, I, so I jump on and I'm like... Yeah. So it looks like Senator Al Green, who I can't remember mm -hmm. what state he's from, he just put this motion on the table to begin impeachment proceedings. They tabled yeah. it. Uh, this comes after the day after the House agreed. They passed a resolution saying that Trump's tweets about go back to their countries or whatever were racist. All Which this, they are. And if, of, yeah, absolutely they are. But do no, we need no, a resolution? Be... Do we need to spend congressional time Doing that, just make it official. Put a statement out. Put a press release out. Nancy Pelosi or any other uh, uh, member of Congress, put it out there, and then legislate. Don't pass these bullshit ceremonial resolutions that mean nothing, do nothing. And let's start working on health care. Let's start yeah. working on the things that matter. Legislation well, that helps it, prevent it, gerrymandering. This is this is the, everyone's everyone's talk about how what a fucking asshole moron. Donald Trump is, and he might Duh. be an asshole. He might be an asshole. In fact, I'd say it's pretty good evidence that he's a complete asshole. Total however, asshole. Yeah. however, his superpower is manipulating us. He's better at it than almost anybody I've ever seen. He inflames, because the thing about it is, why is he attacking the four women of color who are the furthest left in, in the Congress that's against him? Why is he attacking them? Why is he going after them? Why? I'll tell you why. Because he wants to frame the debate of the 2020 campaign of these people hate you, mm -hmm. hate that you're white, hate that you're middle class, hate that you aren't an immigrant, hate all you. And so if he makes the argument, here's the Democratic Party and here's me, then his base, and everybody's like, oh, his base, his base is far more complicated than, hey, religious white guys. Yes. Yeah. It's just way more. I mean, 28% of Latinos voted for him. Yeah. 
You know, um, independence, 46% of independents voted for Donald Trump. Yeah. So it's far more complicated than the, the sign will say. And what he's doing is he's inflaming us. It's not about but, them. But it's they, about us. But the Democrats. Freaking out. We, we're going to lose. We're going to. Yes. I know we're going to lose. The thing is, we're he's wasting a our time pass, with this shit. Why not pass a resolution that says Donald Trump's a racist? Duh. And then move on because everybody already knows he's a racist. Don't pass resolution. Save that it's time. It's a waste of time. And put it, use your legislative time toward things that are actual legislation that can better the country as a whole. Yep. And not just, and I know Pelosi's like, we don't want to get into impeachment proceedings right now. Like, and I get that fine. Uh, or not. Like, I just, whatever. But then what are you doing, Pelosi? What are you doing? They haven't done anything anything except bicker yeah and, well and this is a i wrote a piece and, and i know this is gonna i wrote a piece on friday that's called what to do when there's a bigoted rapist running the show yeah and you know i talk a little bit about uh, the 1972 election uh with richard nixon mm-hmm. and there's a lot of i, I would let's put it this way and I've, I've, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before, and I get, oh, that's such a reductive bullshit. It's no more reductive than saying Donald Trump is the next Hitler. It's no more reductive than calling deportation uh, facilities concentration camps. No more reductive. But it is simply, in 1972, Nixon was super unpopular. He was mired in scandal, all this kind of stuff. They, instead of running must He wasn't mired in was scandal a- yet. No, he was. He was mired in scandal because the the Watergate hearings started, or the Watergate investigations began in 1970. It was part of the re-election campaign. So in 1972, he was already in all of this. This was already happening, but not even that scandal. There were other scandals. Part of the scandal. I mean, there were. What? He was, but Watergate he was a broke whole, in 72. It was the break-in was in 72. Well, okay. And then. All right, that's fair. That's fair. But there were other scandals. I mean, the guy the guy was an anti-communist monster. He was a part of the HUAC. Plenty of scandals. He was the an incredibly unpopular yeah. incumbent president. Yeah. And they the Democrats could have run Muskie. Muskie was he was compared to FDR. Mm-hmm. But he was more centrist. So the Democrats said, "No, we want to go as far to the left as we can, so we're going to get McGovern." And McGovern was a brilliant, wonderful <sighs> man. Yeah. Brilliant, wonderful man. Rainbow Coalition scared the shit out of everybody else. And Nixon won 49 out of 50 states and beat him with 18 million more popular votes. The, Eagle, the, the, Eagleton, popular thing, the Eagleton thing didn't help. Uh, it did not help, didn't at, help all. at all. So, yeah. so what I wrote was, and these are things like, like, how do we beat him? First of all, ignore him. That's, that's his kryptonite. The first thing is ignore him because his whole thing is he wants you to be outraged with the shit he does. Second, go after his cabinet. One by one, every single one of these, Wilbur Ross, David Bernhardt, Alexander Acosta, mostly Mike Pence, go after them. But do it quietly. Don't make big headlines. Just boom, boom, boom. Because a general without his army, just a guy in a wool fucking suit. And then do everything we can. Instead of responding to Donald Trump, flip the Senate. Mm-hmm. Get rid of Mitch, Mitch McConnell, and then and that's and this is one of the things that I wrote. It's like finally get it straight. Baby boomers may, in your worldview, be the cause of every wrong thing you can drum up, but those <laughs> old farts vote. Yeah, alienate them at your own expense. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying if you want, if you want to, you either get to be it really. 
in this 2020 election, your choice is, do I want to be right or do I want to win? And you don't get to be both. It's not going to work I, that way. I, I mean, we've, we've been on the same page with this yeah. since 2016. Yeah. We're going to lose I, I again. Bet. I am, I am I more and more sure. we are going to lose again. We're going to keep, you know, because. Even if, even if, even if we get Trump, if we beat Trump to the White House, if Elizabeth Warren, let's say, wins the presidency. Which I'd love. We, I, we won't, we won't get the, we won't get Congress. We won't get the Senate. We're not going to flip the Senate. If we don't put the energy and the money into flipping the Senate, it won't matter who's president because Mitch McConnell's still in charge. And then he's going to do the same thing he tried to do to Barack Obama, which was complete obstruction at every point. Yeah. You know, and it is is a, a reductive look at the population as stupid and as racist and as uh, hippies, I mean, people are more complicated than that. Yeah. People are way more complicated than that. And their reasons for voting are more complicated than the simple reductive is, oh, well, they're racist and they don't like brown people. That's not always the case. I'm sure that's the case for some. Sure. There's no question in my mind that there are some people that are regular Trump supporters that basically don't like brown people. But maybe... It's not that they don't like brown people. Maybe it's just they don't like Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez telling them they're racists because they're white. Maybe that's what they don't like. Maybe it's not all black people. It's just the black people that have got this religious mantra of white privilege that they cannot let go of because if they just keep doing it, it becomes our own original sin. Maybe that's what they don't like. And so that's not the same. It's not the same thing. And I think there's, and I'm not even saying you got to dial it back. Don't, I'm not saying don't make these issues, but don't make them the wedge issues they've become. Well, and, and don't get too distracted on, from your own shit. Like, yeah. what has the, what has Congress done? What has Pelosi, I mean, you said after she was, went, became Speaker of the House again, you said, and yeah. I'm loosely paraphrasing, you're like, she is going to own this shit. She's going to kick ass. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I feel good about. I feel better about Pelosi than I've ever felt before because I never really liked her. Yeah, but she's kind of proving to be a fuck she's all. She's a badass. The thing she's about it is she's a chess nothing. player. She's a chess player. Well, motherfucker, she it's is. time for checkers because no. The same thing is you're looking. This is the thing about Pelosi. What Pelosi is and her job is real simple. At, at the heart of what her job is is to keep the fucking Democrats together. That's it. Her job That's is to legislate. She, no, that, no. That in, in order to legislate, you got well, to keep the Democrats together, but you also have to get job. But as, you have but to as get the, legislation done. But as the House Speaker, the House Speaker, and she's trying to wrangle. She's basically in the same position that Boehner was in with the Tea is, Party. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I've got a whole bunch of centrist Democrats, and then I've got a whole bunch of Twitter feeds that are saying push further and further and further to the left. The thing about it is, she can't accomplish. She could go ahead and introduce the new Green Deal, and most of her Democrats wouldn't vote for it. And that splits the party in a way that she cannot allow if we're going to actually legislate. She can't. That's how she passed the Affordable Care Act. She passed it. Obama didn't pass it. Right. She passed it. She did that by playing chess and giving people a little bit of this, a little bit of wiggle room, and keeping things even keeled among her sort of team. That's what she, that's her job as the House Speaker. But and I feel like <laughs> I feel like the problem is the disconnect between the the squad, right? Is what they're calling like the, the new kids sure. on the block. Yeah, they're using cell phones to call up, yeah. right? Pelosi and the the centrist, the rest of her people 
they're using the the rotary phone when they both sides need to come into just the push button phone like meet in the middle on this thing they both need to adapt and adjust otherwise shit is not going to get done and then we can go a little more to the left and get the thing is i, cell phones, I think this, but this is the thing is i think they are meeting each other the, ideologically i think they are meeting in the middle i think the the centrist democrats are trying to meet in the middle because if you look at as early as 2009 chuck schumer who's a minority leader in the senate Chuck Schumer yeah. was all about undocumented immigrants should be deported. He was a big fan of deporting undocumented immigrants. He's made a flip. I mean, he's not totally open border, but he is. he's made a flip. Yeah. He's trying to meet the left where the left is coming, but the left, that's not good enough. That is not nothing, and it's because leftist... Th- Theology. It's theology. It is a religious, cultish perspective that this this reductive perspective has to be adhered to by the letter of the law, by the letter of the spirit of what they're saying. And if not, you're one of the bad guys. And nobody wants to be on that side. The, the side that they're going to be on, then, is the losing side. Is the losing side. They will yeah, pass no good sense. legislation. They will not better nope. the country at all, and they will be out of a job come November 2020 or January 2021. All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing is uh, it's a listen to the Wall Street Journal's podcast, The Future of Everything, a specific episode. Uh, It's called The Moonshot, How Apollo Launched the Digital Revolution. Kind of a cool thing, just how this tiny little computer basically led to GPS and other such things. It's it's 17 minutes long. It's a quick little thing, but it's it's fun. Sounds good. My first thing is... It's rare that I find uh, uh, the reporting and investigative reporting about a meme. (laughs) It's just like, it's like, okay, so when you're looking at journalism, you want to find good journalism. It is extremely rare to find somebody who's who's genuinely not created clickbait, but done a a, a thorough investigative journalistic piece (laughs) about the existence and efficacy of a meme. It is, in, it is in the Washington Post. I found it in long reads, but it's in the Washington Post. It is entitled, Is It Okay to Laugh at Florida Man by Logan Hill? And when I, I clicked on it, I was like, okay, this is interesting. She goes and talks to the original Florida Man That's that, that they started the meme about. I don't know what she this talks, is. I don't know this meme. Well, the meme is, you know, that a Florida Man, Florida Man, you know, fucks his daughter in a porch of a church you know it's like like, if you look up florida man you're gonna see a litany of memes of how stupid people men from florida are because they just it's like oh florida man accidentally lights cock on fire with marlboro light you know florida and so that's the the meme so she goes and she really digs deep into investigative journalism about this meme and if it's fair and if it's uh, still funny, and is it right for us to, you know, like to just demonize anybody <laughs> that are men from Florida, particular pr- particular white men from Florida, and they are funny, but it's a great article. It's called uh, "Is It Okay to Laugh at Florida Man" by Logan Hill in the Washington Post. All right, that's. <laughs> I'm, I just quickly looked up some of these things. Yeah, that's uh-huh. that's pretty good stuff. All right, uh, my next thing is a read. It's in the New York Times. It's the 50 best memoirs of the past 50 years. You posted this on Letter Day Blast. I week. did, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm the, the one that made me laugh out loud is number five. Number, I'm sorry, number four on their list uh, is the book "The Liars Club" by Mary Carr. 
Okay. Which was a book that Dana, our producer Dana, your wife, you know her. I uh, do know her. That she loaned me. She's like, I think you'll love this. I'm like, great. I did not love it. I did not, I did not even like it. I didn't hate okay. it. I just could not get into this book. It, and I couldn't really explain why. I just did not get into it. So in this review, um, they say that this is one of the best books ever written about growing up in America, which is like my, I, I should love, the, Dana was right, you I should, should love, love this book. book. Yeah. I need to go back and revisit it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, not just because the New York Times told me so, but anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a long list um, yeah. and it's and interesting. It some, so. All right. Um, my second thing is also a read, but it's a book. Um, last week I said read uh, Everything is Fucked, a book mm-hmm. about hope by Mark Manson. Well, the fir- opening chapter, he talks about um, this Polish, it, 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 it's the, sort of the introduction of his idea that, that we need real heroes, you know, and that, that we tell narratives that are based on true heroism. And he uses this particular, it is called The Volunteer, One Man, An Underground Army, and the Secret Mission to Destroy Auschwitz by Jack Fairweather. And this is the book about this Polish guy that basically he was, I mean, and I don't want to get into the, the, the too much, but basically this is a guy who was a Polish national who fought against the Soviets as the Soviets came in. He fought against the Nazis as they came in. He was successful at all. He was, you know, a big soldier. Realized they heard the, the thing. He was the first person in World War II. He was the first person to give in actual intel on the death camps hmm. because he decided the only way he could really figure out what was going on in this undisclosed Auschwitz place was if he got caught and put in it. So wow. he went and basically infiltrated as a prisoner Auschwitz. And when he sent out the intel to the allies, they didn't believe him. Yeah. They thought there is no way, no way this is happening. Sure. So they didn't believe him. So when he realized at a certain point, he'd been in there for months, that nobody was coming to bomb the shit out of this place, he starts creating an underground army of prisoners and decides he's going to destroy Auschwitz. At a certain point, he realizes that it's not going to work, so he escapes Auschwitz. Jesus. And then goes and fights the Soviets. You know, again, fights the Soviets. How did I not learn about this in Sunday school when they were forcing the Holocaust See, down is, my throat? That's the thing is, this is a brand new, it's a story that I most, I've, I've not met anybody that even knows who this guy is or exists. So I highly recommend, read the book, The Volunteer, One Man, An Underground Army, and The Secret Mission to Destroy Auschwitz by Jack Fairweather. It is on Amazon. Don't buy it on Prime Day. Ah. <laughs> yeah. All right. My last thing to do, uh, it's a do. Pick a park, any park. I don't care what part of the country or world you're in right now, but pick a park and go spend some time in it this week. Weather allow, allowing. There you go. Uh, even in the heat wave. Even in the heat wave, but hydrate and find shade and don't be out there too long because it's dangerous out there, folks. But pick a go. park and enjoy. Just relax. And enjoy some grass, sure. My enjoy last is grass. a watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my last is a watch. Um, okay. It was on ABC for a while. I think it was ABC. Um, Keith for Sutherland. It's called Designated Survivor. Had yeah. Two seasons. Two seasons. The thing is, I like Keith for Sutherland, and I was kind of hoping for my version, you know, like a, a Donald Trump version of the West Wing. Yeah. 
Because what got me through the Bush years was the fucking West Wing. Let's be honest. Right. The only reason I didn't like just light myself on fire in front of, well, maybe not the only reason, but I mean, was that I had Martin Shane as the fucking, you know, President Bartlett. That really kind of, you know, well, I kind of started watching Designated Fire Survivor because I like 24 as, as uh, sort of right wing as that, you know, torture port is. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the show. It was a good show. Um, so I started watching Designated Fire. It's okay. First two seasons are fine. It's not a great show. I, I got to the first two episodes and went, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's the thing is it was canceled and then Netflix picked it up. Okay. The third season is a Netflix season. Two things I, and I'm telling you, I, you don't have to watch the first two seasons. I'll, I'll get the, 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 the gist of it is, you know, that for every State of the Union address, they have one cabinet member that has to sit back. So if right. the Capitol is attacked, that's the designated survivor. Well, you know, this they, they go ahead and in this show, the Capitol is attacked and everybody's blown to shit except for this guy. So he's now the president. And he's and he's like a he's like a housing uh, cabinet. Yeah, he's, he's like the lowest, most. Yeah, like the uh, yeah. lowest, like the least important thing. And he's just a real lefty and he's a really thoughtful man and has no interest in politics and now yeah, I was going to say not even a political States. guy yeah so yeah. in in the first two seasons you kind of get uh, that sort of scenario but in this third season there's a couple things I'm going to point out first of all they can cuss which does change I know it sounds silly but they can they can say fuck mm-hmm. you know they can say you know they they just go there and it feels more real but the second thing is this third season is the most intelligently woke program i've seen because it deals with the complexities of exactly the kind of stuff we're talking about it is his vice presidential nominee it's all a campaign this this is his his vice presidential nominee is his national security advisor who happens to be Mm mexican-american however he changed his name when he was in high school to aaron shore from aaron rivera so he's dealing with sort of like dealing with this sort of like do i gentrify myself so he's got that that's interesting um one of his digital strategists is a young gay black man and he's dealing with his gayness the fact that he's got hiv and how does he as a millennial, or not even a millennial, an iGen, support someone running for president his his uh his sister-in-law the president's sister-in-law is a transgender woman, and she comes under attack. So then he has to admit, she, and I love this this moment where she says, "Have you? How are you with me?" Hmm. And he says, "I'm perfectly comfortable." She goes, "That's intellectual, but how are you visceral?" And he and he and he looks at. It, he says, "I got to tell you, intellectually, I'm totally fine with your transition and who you are, but I'm still a work in progress." And so you've got real complexity dealing with issues that we're all struggling with from the left yeah. and the right. I think it's fantastic. I absolutely recommend anybody that's interested in just having a West Wing, just having a Donald Trump version of West Wing. Just get, It makes you feel good about politics. It makes you go, God, I wish we had a real honest guy in office. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. All right. I, and the first two seasons are on Netflix as well, though, right? Yeah, yeah, they're not yeah. that good. Okay. I mean, they're fine and they're interesting, and it's got Maggie Q, and she's awful, awesome. I like Mag, I like Maggie Q. I think she yeah. was great as Nikita, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. The the designated survivor. Cool. That's the show. That is it. Thanks for tuning in. Share, like, subscribe, tell your friends about it, and we'll talk to you next week.
You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>